You know, maybe there was some debate uh, about whether to be here on this last Sunday of 2021 and uh, whatever the conversations uh, were before you came, uh, you being here, we can just say that you were all in from the beginning. Uh, really no debate. You're planning all along. It's great to worship with you. But I've been praying in this way, what if this last Sunday of the year became the day that set the course for every day of next year? And I believe that what God's put on my heart today from Psalm 119 is, has that potential. And so I'm praying that the message here from God's word has that kind of effect. I'm praying that beyond this Sunday that the message would keep preaching itself. And the word of God that's planted in our heart today would uh, take uh, root in us, bear fruit, and would spread to many, many others that are not here today uh, worshiping in person. But um, let, me, let me tell you about some things that are, are coming uh, we, on uh, January 1st, will begin uh, a new reading plan. When you came in today, maybe you received in your hand a copy of this reading plan. If you did not get it on your way in, they're available, lots of them available on your way out today. But it has a reading plan that starts in January with the book of James. And the plan is, is to just take that month and read through the book of James at your pace it may be that you uh, read a phrase like considerate joy when you encounter various trials. And you just stop right there. And for that day or for two days, you're just thinking about that phrase, thinking about that verse. Some days you might read several verses. You may finish reading through the book of James before the month is over. And the idea is go back and read it again and just engage the word uh, and Explore the word, enjoy the word, and just take a month to spend in the book of James, and then February comes, and we'll go to the book of Exodus. And it just it goes back and forth, New Testament, Old Testament, New Testament, Old Testament. And by the end of 2022, we will have read through 12 books of the Bible. You may have your own reading plan. It takes you through the Bible in a year, or it takes you through the New Testament. Whatever reading plan you use, uh, this, is, this is not the law, this is a, an offer of a plan, just read the word and spend the year reading in the word. Then January 9th, uh, we have a new sermon series that will start. We're going back to the book of Ephesians and picking up in Ephesians 6.10 and we're going to do uh, through the end of that chapter verses that talk about our spiritual armor, a series of messages in January and February called Be Strong, Winning the Fight of Your Life. And we're going to talk about how uh, God gives us a plan in his word on how we can win in the fight for our life. And then January 10th, I want you to listen really, really close and pick this up today. On January 10th, I want to ask you to join with me in 21 days of prayer and fasting. 21 days from January 10th to January 30th. It would start on a Monday morning. We would end on a Sunday night. We'll start uh, each day of the week. Here's your invitation. 
6.21 a.m. 6.21 a.m. We'll be in the chapel and we'll start a time of prayer. And we'll go to about 7 o'clock. Won't go past 7. You can stay past 7 if you want. But if you're thinking about when can I leave, you, you, you can stay and leave as you need to related to work. But I'd love for you to join with me each of those days for those 21 days at 621 in the chapel for a time to pray together and seek the Lord. And what we've done is we've taken these verses in Ephesians 6 and we've broken them out just piece by piece by piece. And each one of those days for 21 days we'll focus our prayers on that particular part of the spiritual armor or that particular instruction of God's word in Ephesians 6. And then I invite you to, to fast from something. Pick something. It, it may be food. It, it, it may be a, a, a something related to a, a, a regular routine in your life, a habit or something that you just know that if it's not in your life, you're going to miss it. It might hurt a little bit. Take some sacrifice. But you use that time. You would use that energy. You would use that desire to focus your heart and thoughts in prayer to the Lord. And we're going to begin the new year, January 10th, in this 21 days of prayer. On the 30th, we'll meet together for an all-church time of prayer and worship on that Sunday evening to bring that time to a close. Today, I want to speak to you, though, about something different than those things. A message that I want to call, um, Hide the Word. Hide the word. And would you bow with me and I want to lead us in a time of prayer. Father, I bow before you right now and we are grateful to you. Lord, seeing Erica baptized this morning is a reminder of your goodness to us. That we've been able to celebrate that basically every week over this past year. Thank you for life change. Thank you for what you're doing that matters for eternity. Thank you for the testimonies of men and women and boys and girls, people of all different ages that have made public their faith in Jesus Christ during this year. Thank you for new people you've brought our way to be a part of what you're doing through this local body of believers. Thank you for prayers that have been answered. Thank you for the way you've changed our life in the study of your word. We praise you, God. You're faithful. You're steadfast. You're, you keep your word. You keep your promises. You're worthy of our praise. You're good to us in so many ways. And Father, uh, kind of on the, the eve of a new year, wrapping up this year, we come to you and I want to ask you, Father, that you'd give us a fresh hunger for your word. So many voices out there, so many opinions, so many things that are said, presented as the truth. Lord, your word is the truth. And it has stood the test of time. And we will see, Lord, that it will stand for eternity. And so uh, would you give us a hunger for what matters most? I pray, Lord, you'd find us faithful in reading the word. I pray your Holy Spirit would be our teacher and 
open up the Word. And Lord, we know there are times where it seems like we, we read the Word and it's just, it's just cold and it's hard. And other times it seems like we can't get enough. And I, I want to ask you, Lord, that again and again and again throughout this year, your Holy Spirit would be meeting us there, teaching, convicting, changing, encouraging. In your Word, we would find it to be alive and active in our life. And Lord, as we uh, think about for a few minutes here from Psalm 119, hiding your word, I pray that your plans for this day would be accomplished and you would give us the supernatural ability and the discipline, Lord, to hide your word in our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. The one thing that could happen today that would change every day of the next year is a commitment to store God's word in your heart. Let me say that again. The one thing that could happen today that would change every day in the coming year is a commitment to store God's word in your heart. Look at Psalm 119, and I want to read the beginning in verse 1. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous rules. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. So our focus verse today, you've probably already figured that out, guess that, is Psalm 119, verse 11. A word that many of you over the years have already hidden in your heart, are stored in your heart, for the particular reason of not sinning against God. I've stored your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I want to just take that verse and... Just break it apart, make a couple of comments about each word. Verse 11, I. Would you just say that to yourself? I don't know if you're ready to talk out loud or not this morning. But uh, just, just say that to yourself. Psalm 119, 11, who? I. It's personal. It's a personal commitment. I can't make this commitment for you. I can't make this happen in your life. It's a commitment that you 
have to make. It's a personal commitment. I. Now, you may have some help, and I'm trying to help us today. You may have a parent that helps you or a child that helps you uh, do this, make this commitment. But this verse starts with a personal commitment. I have. Have is a verb. It's action. It shows that we do something. For us to store God's word in our heart, it, it means that we take action. And then I have stored up. Some translations use the word hidden. I'm reading from the ESV. It says I have stored up. To store up means to accumulate, but not just accumulate, not just to possess. It means to accumulate for a future use. And this verse is saying, the writer of Psalm, I have, I've made a personal commitment. I've taken action to do something. I am accumulating something. I am hiding something for future use. I have stored up, I have hidden what? Your word. Your word refers to what God has said. What we hold here as written. Now, reality is, is that we hide a lot of words in our heart, don't we? We hide a lot of words in our mind. We store up things. We could be so creative today to take a little music box and play some notes and get like the first three notes of a song. And many of you would be able to, oh, 1964, I know the words. And you just pick up the beat. We have so many things. Many of you memorize things in school uh, in literature, and you can still give some old English poems today that you hid in your heart. Some of you have nursery rhymes that you've told at night or were told to you, and you can say those things by heart. Many of you know what play was called at what time on the clock in what year when your favorite team scored the winning basket or touchdown. I mean, we hide a lot of things in our heart. But he's saying here, I have stored up, I have accumulated for future use the word of God. About three months ago, I think many on our property at 9 and 1030 were convicted when Sam Landreth asked us to stand. And he said, how many of you can say verses, how many of you have memorized verses equal to how long you've been alive? I've had numerous people come to me and say, that hit me in my heart. That hit me. I realized, hey, I'm 42. I don't think I can say 42 verses of Scripture. Or I'm 36. I mean, and, and it was just this reminder to us that we've hidden a lot of things in our heart, but not sure we've hidden God's Word. It says, I have stored up your Word where? In my heart. This is one place where he doesn't say, in my mind. There's a difference between having something um, as a memory in our mind and having something as a memory in our heart. Something that's a memory in our mind can just be knowledge, information. Something that's a memory in our heart affects our faith. It affects our feelings. It affects our behavior. It affects our beliefs. 
And when he says, I have stored up your word, something is in me for future use. Your word, Lord. When he says, in my heart, he's saying, I've put it in the place where I believe. I've put it in the place where I behave. I put it in the place where it matters most. I've stored up your word in my heart that. That four-letter word that is there, that. It, it's a word that means result. I have stored up your word in my heart expecting some result. That, that what? That's how we would finish that phrase. And so he's done this with the thought there's going to be fruit from this. And the result is what? That I might not sin. Again, a personal commitment leads to a personal result. Somebody else memorizing scripture doesn't lead to you not sinning. Us personally hiding God's word in our heart makes it possible for us through his word not to sin. The word becomes, when we store it up in our heart, the word becomes the wall that separates us from sin's threat. And it becomes the weapon that defeats sin's temptation. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin. Let's do a little theology. Jesus Christ lived. Did Jesus Christ ever sin? No. If we live a life where we are more and more defeating sin, more and more living without sin, who are we becoming more like? Jesus. See the connection. It's not just that we're able to say, I'm becoming less sinful. As a follower of Jesus Christ, when you have more and more victory over sin, when you stand your ground against the temptation of sin, what's happening in your life is transformation. You're becoming more Christ-like. And the process of hiding his word in our heart that comes through in the way we live out in the flesh is a process of us being transformed to more Christ-likeness. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin. Last two words. Against you. Don't let us miss, Holy Spirit, that when we sin, it's against God. Sometimes we sin and we say, well, at least we didn't get caught. At least we didn't get caught. Friends, there's something far worse than getting caught in our sin. And what's far worse than getting caught in our sin is offending an almighty, holy God. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin. And sometimes we 
think about, oh no, I've sinned. What's that going to do to me? Our first thought should be this. Oh no, I have sinned. I have offended God. That I might not sin against you. When we think about hiding God's word in our heart or storing up God's word in our heart, what evidence, let me ask you this question, what evidence is there that storing God's word is effective? I mean, is that, is that something that's kind of expected of the Christian life? Is that something you, you do? I and mean, we can get it on our phone. We can get it in a written copy. Let me give you one piece of evidence that storing God's word is effective. It's a number. It's a stat. 283 times, 283 times the Old Testament is directly quoted in the New Testament. Think about that. People in New Testament time when writing letters, they weren't walking around with new Christmas gift Bibles that they had received. There were occasions where there were scrolls that had the Old Testament. They had one of those when the uh, Ethiopian eunuch was reading from Isaiah and they read together there the scripture. There were times where Jesus took the scrolls and read them. But most of the time of those 283 times when you see the Old Testament quoted in the New Testament, it was when a person from their mind and from their heart spoke those words and put it down in a letter with a phrase like this, as it is written, or the Lord declared, the, 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 the Lord decreed, the Lord said. Major evidence that the writers of the New Testament found it important to know the word of God was by the way they used it in their communication. What examples is there of storing God's word in a heart? Well, immediately our minds should go to Jesus Christ himself. When he went into the wilderness for 40 days and was there without food and for 40 days in the wilderness and the enemy came and the enemy would take scriptures and twist them around and Jesus would correct those and respond to those. Peter, in his letters, First and Second Peter, you find him over and over again referring to Old, Old Testament passages of Scripture. One of those is, as the Lord says, be holy, for he is holy. A direct quote from God's word. The Apostle Paul, you read through the book of Romans, just one example, page after page, or chapter after chapter, the, this thesis on this, this uh, doctrinal book on salvation is filled with the Old Testament support as he just quotes scripture after scripture and makes reference after reference to God's Old Testament word. The book of James quotes Leviticus 19 a number of times and basically when you read the book of James you're, you're reading the New Testament version of Proverbs and you see in these individuals just examples of people where the word of God was hidden in their heart and one of the ways that we could become more Christ-like is to be like those who taught about Christ and they had God's word hidden in their heart. 
What effect did it have? The effect of the word hidden in their heart brought victory over Satan's temptations. Many of you from day to day will find yourself tempted. I find myself tempted. There's something that is happening in our life and the enemy comes after us in some way and we, we don't have the time to punch it into our phone or a time to find it in the book. We can find it in our heart, hidden there, so that we can speak. I mean, here's a, a verse just right before verse 11. Verse 9 says, how can a young man keep his way pure by guarding it according to your word? You're facing a battle of purity. You memorize God's word and you use God's word to be your weapon. It gives us victory. God's word, when we're facing discouragement, we can find uh, verses of scripture that just combat that discouragement. We're wondering how we're going to be provided for. You have verses memorized in your heart that talk about God being a provider. It gives you the opportunity to live in victory instead of defeat. The effect of the word hidden in our heart helps us stay faithful to Christ. Helps us to understand the times we're living in. It gives us encouragement and steadfastness in hard days. And I think about, in closing this morning, uh, the power of the word. Think about the power of the word. Ephesians 6, 17, we'll look at in a few days. It says, the, take the sword of the spirit, which is the what? Word of God. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Second Timothy Chapter 3 speaks about the power of the word. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse One of those moments where I'm totally lost in the Word of God. <laughs> the Word of God is useful for correction. It's a reminder to us that when we have the Word of God hidden in our heart, that it's not just some toy. But it's useful for training, for correction, for reproof. And then Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is active and alive. The word of God is powerful. So I'm asking you to join with me on this plan. What is it? What I've given to you today is 52 verses for 52 weeks. And we start with Genesis 1-1. Some of you are already ahead. You can start on the next weeks. And you'll be encouraged. We start, I, I, I know that one too. 
That's the, that's the verse that Pastor Carlos needs to memorize. And, and he couldn't say it Sunday under pressure. And then Joshua 1.8. And then 1 John 1.9. And the plan is, is to take one verse each week and memorize it. To hide it in our heart. To store it up in our heart. One of the things that I'm going to be using this year in this journey is a book by our friend, Al Jackson. A book called The Joshua Mandate. And this is a little book that Al put together. He wrote 52 devotionals for his church a few years ago. And I took the 52 verses, single verses, not multiple verses, just 52 single verses. And he wrote a devotional on each one of those verses and uh, these are the 52 verses that go along with this book if you would like to have a copy of this devotional book you email me it'll be five dollars for the book and I'll get it in your hand just email Carlos at Watkinsville.org and we'll get you a copy if you want to use that in your journey but you don't have to have it these are the 52 verses and we're going to memorize them and at the end of next year, the end, uh, 2022, we're going to have a Celebration 52 dinner. All right? We're going to celebrate. Have something to look forward to. And uh, you're going to come to that dinner on your honor that you've learned these 52 verses. And, uh, and you could say them if called upon. But I'm not going to call on you. All right? <laughs> Be between you and the Lord that you might not sin against him. <laughs> What's the process? I've worked hard in this message not to use the word memorize. I don't know if anybody knows that. We're hiding the word. We're storing the word. Because when we talk about memorizing, a lot of us, we just we break out in a rash. We're just like, I can't memorize anything. But we can store and we can hide. And so here's a process. It's pretty simple. Speak it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. To speak it. To speak it again and again and again and again. Study it. Just like this morning, I broke down verse 11. Part of that is just to show you a process of of. Ah, there's one word, that, that means result. Uh, against you, that means God, just, just study the verse, it's a single verse, and, and, and speak, speak it, study it, break it out, word for word, and then soak in it. Another word for that is meditate on it. And that means you just roll it around in your mind, and roll it around in your mouth, and roll it around in your heart, again and again and again, letting it saturate your life speak it study it soak in it maybe sketch it some of you are artists and you need visual things to help you remember and you might could take Genesis 1 1 and and you could draw out the heavens and the earth you could sketch something that that image would help you remember that verse speak it study it soak in it sketch it sing it Carla showed me uh, a video a couple of weeks ago of uh, Singer Ellie Holcomb, you, some of you know Ellie Holcomb, and, and it's just a very brief little video where she's taken her guitar and she's just 
she's memorizing verses and she's put music to the verses that she's trying to memorize. And so she just sings those verses over and over again. You're going to be amazed when you read the word. You start reading the word. Here's what you'll do. You'll come to a verse like in Psalms and you'll, like, you'll read it like, I know that song. And, and you've already hidden the word in your heart by song. You just didn't know its address. You didn't know where it was found. And so you can uh, create your own music, create your own song to help you remember these verses. And then last, say it. Speak it, study it, soak in it, sketch it, sing it, say it. And you just repeat that over the course of seven days for a single verse and you will hide the word in your heart. And I remind you that it's for a future use. And it may be as a college student, you are, are in a class one day and you hear someone teaching about uh, the universe, but in your heart, God's speaking to you. And you know, what I believe in my heart is that God spoke and he created the heavens and the earth. And you're able to stand your ground in what you believe because the word is hidden in your heart. Imagine, imagine coming through 2022 with confidence and courage and comfort and conviction. That is the fruit of the dividends of the word of God stored up in your heart. Every dad in this room probably has a a dollar bill of some size hidden away in the secret pocket of their billfold in the console of their truck would never take a trip without making sure you had a little bit of cash tucked away somewhere why? because we say because you never know what's going to come up and we know a lot of times that uh, we think, well, I can take a card or I, you know, I got this piece of plastic or I got a check. And I think memorizing scripture is like having cash in our pocket. It just, it's, it's there. It's alive. It's active. It can be used anywhere because you never know what's going to come up. Store the word in your heart this year that you might not sin against him. Father, I bow before you today and I'm just so grateful for your word. I thank you for the freshness of it that even as we end a year and we head to 2022, Lord, thousands of years, your word just is as current and alive and applicable. Lord, just, you're still just, Speaking to us. I pray this would be a coming year where the word would be richer to us than ever before. I think about that verse in Psalm we just read that he said, it was, it was, it's more than riches. It's more than riches. Give us the strength, give us the physical ability, the mental capacity to hide your word in our heart. That we can win spiritual victories this year and bring you glory and be more like Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.